This is Just Football. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Football. Um, Dan S. hosting here today and we've got Dave and Dan with us again. So how are you doing, guys? Very good, thank you. Yeah, not bad, thank you very much. Dave, are you storming off this week or have we got you for a full full session? Yeah. Well, I stormed off as a precursor <laughs> because I knew the quiz would be controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well done for winning the quiz. Um, congratulations for not <laughs> yeah. taking part and winning. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, that makes me I'm on to two now scandalous yeah yeah I'm not sure what actually counts as a win <laughs> but we'll go from there cool so um, yeah so agenda for this week is just go through the football headlines um, then we wanted to talk a bit about um, some unusual leagues um, from around the world and then we go into our quiz as normal so news headlines um, I'm going to start with local and personal one um <laughs> Because it was the it was the Hounds end of season party this week, and my son picked up most improved player of uh, of his year group. Um, well done, congrats, the Hounds! Yeah, that's amazing. And Luke, Congratulations, and, yeah. as your boy. Yeah, yeah. As as a parent, I must admit, it's the most exciting thing seeing his face just completely light up when he realised he got a medal and, and a trophy for it. So uh, yeah, so that was a highlight, and that was pretty much all the headlines I've got. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so, so how do you feel now because hasn't he now surpassed you in terms of footballing medals oh yeah already <laughs> do, do you know what's funny is it's the week before we won't talk about this too long because obviously it's, it's not for everyone's interest but um the week before we did a parents versus kids match um right. and his team actually beat my team one nil and he scored so i haven't heard the end of that yet either so uh, <laughs> yeah so i think he is going right, to go on to too right <laughs> He's going to go on to be a better player than me. Now, has um, he listened to this podcast? No, but he's told people about this podcast. Has he? Oh, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> he had to do a survey on hobbies and podcasting came up and his teacher asked him about it and he started telling his teacher about the Just wow. Football podcast. Yeah. Wow. Nice, good marketing in action there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, a bit of um, unplanned uh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, on to the main professional football headlines. Um, so <laughs> even though we're in off-season, I feel like there's quite a lot um, happening still. Um, so I had kind of made a decision in my head that we weren't going to talk about anything Arsenal or Tottenham this week because we talked <laughs> about it in the last few weeks. And then two things happened, which I think we should we should talk about. So the the first one is obviously... It obviously is around football, but it's obviously... Um, a bit more personal than that as well is that the Delhi Alley interview, uh, which was uh, done on the overlap uh, with with Gary Neville, that feels like it came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, I don't feel like there was any kind of advance warning that was going to happen and kind of hit the net Thursday morning and has had a very strong reaction to it and a positive reaction um, to it. Obviously, Delhi Alley is a someone who shot to fame at MK Doms and in Tottenham. And then kind of there's always been a bit of mystery about why he's dropped out of form so much or why he's not been as good good the last few years. And I think that interview probably explained quite a bit um, of the personal trauma and the stress that he's been through. Um, did either of you guys watch it or listen to it? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Yeah, I did too. 
Yeah. So, so some of the headlines for people that haven't is goes through his childhood about how he was sexually abused when he was six, started smoking at seven, forced to deal drugs at eight, hung off a bridge at 11, and then he was adopted at 12 before his life started getting um, a little bit better. He's just finished a six-week rehab program in America because he's been addicted to sleeping pills the last few years. Um, and it felt like this might hopefully is is the turning point. And me as a Tottenham fan and someone who's always been a Deli Ali fan, I think it had a, quite a bit of an emotional response in me to kind of really hope that he kind of pulls through and turns his career around again because he was a brilliant, brilliant player. Yeah, I I watched it, and firstly, it's it's an astonishing story. Now, always knew there there was something in his background because I think you know it was known he was adopted. When he changed the name on the back of his shirt, that kind of signified there was something there as well. The the thing for me, right, is that there was a, a one line in it. He said, and he said it quite quickly, and I think it was when. Uh, Neville asked him about, are you you ready to talk about him? And he said something along the lines of, basically what he was alluded to was he had to come out now to say it because the press had got hold of this and it felt like they were going to publish it if he didn't, which, you know, I'm not saying he wouldn't have come out with this story anyway, but it's just sad again that the press are forcing someone's hand sooner or, or making the player feel that they've got to come out and say something. We, we've seen all sorts of scandals recently uh, in the media, but specifically with this one, it was it was where he said, yeah, the press were calling up the club a number of times, and so now feels the right time. I, I just feel kind of like it's bang out of order when they get involved in, in the private lives like that. But, yeah. 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 And also for someone who's not been in the limelight lately, right, he's not been playing very well, so he's not been in the limelight. So, so the press is still... Like, go it. Yeah. yeah. I think there's, as you alluded to, Dan, there's, there's almost direct parallels to what's happened with Hugh Edwards in terms of the way he's been hounded and sounded out by the media to try and reveal a story. No, the, the, the background with those stories is completely different. The mechanism to get the story, I suppose, told is, is, is identical. Yeah. But hopefully there'll be some good good out of it. Even though obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, Deli Ali has been a brilliant player, he scored some phenomenal goals. And at his peak, he was unplayable. And, yeah. and what I can also draw parallels with is certainly from an Arsenal perspective. We can go back to Paul Merson, obviously talking about his cocaine addiction, or Tony Adams, who had a you know a drinking issue, who actually went on to form a sporting chance, which is an incredible charity. So hopefully with uh, Dele Alli telling this story, he'll obviously get that sympathy, which it sounds like it's fully deserved. People will give him some space and some breathing room. Then hopefully that will help him get back to his best. Yeah. And, and I think the reaction on Twitter and social media has been positive, which almost feels a little bit surprising with mm-hmm. how social media usually is. Uh, I but I... I have this, and I really want him to do well, but I just have this feeling in my head that at some point or some point soon he's going to end up at Chelsea under Pochettino. Um, and, you know, as much as I dislike Chelsea, if that was to happen, I would I would want him to do well there. I think it would probably be the most realistic option for him because we know Poch has got a very good relationship with players. And I think it's probably, 
no surprise that he played the best under him. Um, yeah. The 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 other thing I want to say, and and as you both said, I really do hope that this is almost like a, a cathartic release, and he can get back to something like he was. Um, it was interesting, and, and you know, again about the media, we know things are twisted and edited and and presented a certain way. It was the whole thing about the Mourinho comment where he called him lazy, and then Nelly said in the interview. He actually apologised to me a week later, but they didn't put that in the documentary. So you didn't, you didn't see that. Uh, it, I, you did, know, and it's I did, yeah, I, I saw that, and I did wonder because he he did make a point of saying that Mourinho apologised to him while they were on the pitch. So I did wonder if Amazon actually had that as a recording or knew that happened. I got However, the impression I've, it did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. just a bit. I think that's the same with a lot of editing, though, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's there to yeah. tell a story, a narrative, and they don't leave out the bits they don't want. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was the Deli Ali news. So hopefully we see a lot more of him because um, he's he's still with Everton, isn't he? So, you know, hopefully yes. he gets breaks into the Everton side or, or finds a move that, that suits him. Yeah, he's back training with them. Yeah. Okay, so that is Deli Ali. The next bit is around... This weekend, finally saw the conclusion of Declan Rice um, yes. moving to Arsenal for, what, 105 million, was it? Yes, yeah, 100 plus 5 million add-ons. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we've been talking about Rice for a while. And we, we've all said that he's a, he's a good buy for, for Arsenal. But, Dan, are you able to just say what you WhatsApped us yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, about the size of that transfer fee or, or what it compares to? Because I thought that was that's quite right. interesting. That's right. And just quickly, that does now put Declan Rice as eighth in the most expensive all-time football transfers. Um, just so really? that's Yeah, it's eighth. Um, yeah, I think, was it... In 1994, on the same day, so I see the reason I saw it and tweeted it to you two or, or WhatsApp it is because it was a parallel. So it was the same day the announcements were signed. Um, I think it was 94. Chris Sutton was signed for the record British fee then of 5 million. And now you've yeah. got these years later, it's it's pretty much 105 million. So it's always that, well, it's 100 million more. Um, so, so it's just that, yeah, that parallel. What's, what's the difference in the number of years? Is it what, about 25, 20? Uh, 16, well, it's, well, it's almost 30 years, actually, isn't it? So 30 years. But I think the, the bit that then you, you said, Dave, that followed up with that is that actually the 106 million back in those days, what it would, is the equivalent to like 40 million, didn't you? Uh, 50 million. 50 million. So that's, that's about 45 million above what the transfer record was back then. So just, again, it's another example of why football is just in a complete bubble compared to the outside world and how inflation is going and money's, the value of money is increasing. I, I think that's it. And bear in mind, the Premier League founded in 92. This transfer was 94. If we look at the progression development of the Premier League to become the most financially powerful in the world, and I, I don't think at the time it was. I think it was more Spain and Italy. And we've seen this shift. And now we're seeing Barcelona struggling with FFP all the time, they can barely buy a player. Arsenal, you know, spending £100 million on a player. Chelsea do it regularly. And then you've got South End struggling with £200,000 tax bill. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just to, to stress on that. So that was for a British club buying because I was then looking, because the thing that fascinated me was 
I've always one of those facts and pub quiz facts is always that Trevor Francis was the first million pound player, and that was in 1979. So I was thinking, you've got 1979 to 94. There's only a four million difference there, and so it just feels like. And to, to kind of back up what you were saying today, is that it's the money of Sky coming in and the Premier League and how things have rocketed up because it took you know sort of 25 years to go up to five million. And now, you know, we're all, we don't blink at 100 million plus. Yeah, it's a bit exponential, isn't it, the, the, the increase that's happened? It is. And then when you look at actually how much is a player worth, he's not worth 50 million quid, he's worth 75 million. And I, yeah. I don't know how you can justify that or make it tangible in any sort of way. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, we, it's, it's, an, it's an odd one, isn't it? it, it as much as a good player he is, isn't it? As I, I, you know, I don't want to get away from the fact I think he's a good signing for Arsenal. The fee is just... It's and, and, Yeah. And I, I don't know if... You know, is Declan Rice the first name on the England team sheet? Because for 100 million, you'd, you'd like to think he is. I think he is. Why? Well, he'll be the first in the midfield in the team sheet with Bellingham. Yeah. Do you think he's future Arsenal captain? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. Just, just on this though, English players in the top transfer fees of all time. I'll, I'm, there's only a few, so I'll give you the list. I'm only looking at the, the. Well, actually, I'll do the top twenty, right? Because I've had to stretch it down a little bit. You've got Jaden Sancho in at twenty, right? You've got Harry Maguire in at nineteen, Jude Bellingham at twelve, Declan Rice at eight, and Jack Grealish at seven. So. It's a real mix of players. And at the moment, I know um, Bellingham is obviously young, uh, you know, and obviously Jack Grealish is now, you know, this season he had quite a good season. It's going to be interesting to see how kind of like, because Sancho hasn't got off to a great start since his move. Um, And it would be interesting to see Bellingham, how he progresses in Spain. But it'd be interesting to see, yeah, sort of that rise. Because, yeah, it's, it's weird. You think of all the British players we've had, that you'd expect maybe some different names in there. Um, but but one other thing, because I've already thrown this at Lord Joey Fitz, he seems to have a habit of coming up in each of these. On record, it was Aston Villa that broke the record first. And so I've, I've said to him, he was lucky that financial fair play wasn't around in 1893 because they broke the record for £100. <laughs> 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 so that, that was the record, yeah. £100, yeah. Yeah. Scary, scary, scary. Anyway, let's let's move on from Declan Rice. So well done, Dave, and well done, Arsenal, for, for making a good <laughs> sign-in. Um, so other things that have happened in the news, and you mentioned Maguire there has been one of the expensive sign-ins. So Maguire was stripped of his captaincy. Um, but he, ha- he actually only made about eight or nine starts last season. So I don't think that act is actually surprising, logically, but obviously probably yeah. a bit of a blow for him and his future for, for Man United, which... You know, I saw this morning that he's linked to, to sort of West Ham, Newcastle, Tottenham and Chelsea. Uh, a few of the clubs that he's linked to. I don't know how serious in the siege of those links are. Um, but I, f- I feel like his time at Man United is coming to an end. Yeah, I can agree more. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a surprise that he's been stripped of a captaincy. I'm surprised he wasn't, it wasn't done earlier or sooner. Yeah. If the manager must have known how much playing time he's going to have. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting is I didn't realise he was the club captain. I just assumed it was uh, Fernandez. Um, 
I, I, I don't know the fact that he was stripped of a captain. It was more of a surprise that he had it in the first place. Yeah, I thought I this was done a while ago. Well, if I was obviously I'm not a United fan, but Fernandez isn't captain material to me either. No, no, I agree with that. Uh, he's probably probably going to be captain. Yeah, Maguire needs to move away. I yeah. personally think he's actually a very good player. He just yeah. needs the right defender alongside him. And he needs a fresh start. He just, yep. um, yeah. I would take him at Tottenham. I would, uh, I, was, I would have him. I was going to say the Tottenham link is funny because apparently Kane's vouched for him because he likes him. But I'm just thinking, and, and Dave, what you said, absolutely, there is a good player there. You don't become an international player and play so many years at United without being a, a good player. But would you risk it with Spurs? Because we need, defensively is our the, the weakest point right now. And I know we're making signings or we're looking to make signings. So would you risk him becoming a good player again, coming to Spurs? Yes, I would. I would. You would? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll take, I think you, you would. Okay, interesting. Well, interesting. two reasons. One, if he turns out to be really bad, he's playing for Tottenham. <laughs> That's great. Oh, on a serious note, when I look at your current central defenders, he's better than any of them. And I, and I genuinely mean that. So you, your best one's probably Romero. Yeah. I don't rate it at all. I think he reminds me of a Scodran Mustafi. Quick to dive in. He likes to go to the ground fast. Doesn't really think about his play. He just it's just constant rush, 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 and that causes yeah. you issues. R- Romero is one. Yeah, Romero is one of those defenders, and I think he's a good player. But I just think unless he's on your team, you just naturally don't like him. Um, you know, there's, yeah. there's a few players around, but you know, we kind oh. of like him because he's a Tottenham player. But if he played oh. for any other club, you'd think what a little. Oh. Yeah. He's rash as a yeah. player. My, my view is I wouldn't take him, not because, again, I don't think there's a good play there, but I, I just think where we are at, the season we've had, the anger, you know, that the fans are having towards the end, we're in the market for a couple of young, good-sounding centre-backs. I just think if you if you buy him, firstly, the fans are already going to have their back up, and secondly, if he does, in the first few games again, cause a few howlers, that's it. Then. Yeah, the, but you need a captain as well, don't you? Yeah, well, Luis hasn't travelled so um, yeah. to Australia, so um, yeah, so Luis is obviously going, um, and obviously a lot depends on uh, what happens with the other Harry. Uh, but yeah. we we will discuss that another day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so elsewhere in the news, um, and to be, to be fair, sorry, going back to that that comment. Harry Kane should have been made captain about two seasons ago of Tottenham. Um, I don't really agree that Hugo should have been captain the last two years, but that's just my personal. I think just like you with um, Harry Maguire, I think a lot of people would naturally assume Kane is the captain. Yeah. So, I thought he was. I did not realise yeah. where he was captain. Yeah, yeah. 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 You see, so it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I don't agree with I don't agree with goalkeepers being captains. Full stop. I don't think it's you know you need to be on the field. I think you need to be part of all the conversations, and I just think you're a bit removed as goalkeeper. But anyway, moving on. Um, so Dan, we'll go to one of your other clubs now, um, and we, we talk <laughs> about Lukaku um, transfer collapsed uh, from Inter Milan because I believe he was talking to Juventus and Milan found out. Um, so he's uh, that seems to that's. 
Yeah, that's a rumour. That's what I'm saying is, yeah, so he started talking to Juventus and so Inter have said, right, that's it. Now, I, I just find Lukaku to be one of the most mysterious um, players and enigmas in recent years. Yeah. You know, in the sense of, again, I think he's a good player. I know he's had, he had a terrible um, Champions League showing final anyway. Um, but, you know, he's a good player. But look at what he's done. He's He's gone to winter for a couple of years, had a really good couple of years. Then he's sort of talking about, then he got, you know, uh, the, the, you know got the back of all the Inter fans up by saying he wants to go back to his, like, his, his most favourite club, Chelsea. Terrible season there. He's then welcomed back to winter. And now he's then almost like turning the back on him. I mean, like I said, don't know the full story. But the thing also that gets me about if he goes to Juventus is they were the ones, and there was a big thing about it earlier this year where the fans racially abused him. And so I'm yeah. thinking, you know, almost this like statement, don't go there. Yeah. And, you know, okay, I know there's a lot of clubs who've got a lot of issues, but it's just, you know, I find it. I find his career odd, and I wonder when we look. You know, when he does retire, it's it's it's. I wonder what history will make of Lukaku then. Yeah, I think he's he'll a, be forgotten. Which is a shame. I think he's. <laughs> yeah. Well, which if is, you look at, it, it's been a, I mean, Everton fans will remember him. I think he was yeah. really good at Everton. Man United was disastrous. Chelsea hasn't been great. I think Inter Milan has been okay. But what he will be remembered for is the Champions League final. He won. Uh, he won the league at Inter, didn't he? Didn't Inter did, yeah. win the league a couple of and, years and ago? You, yeah, with Conte and, and him. Now, if you yeah. look at it right, he does score almost every other game. I mean, I was looking. So Everton, he got fifty-three in one hundred and ten. Man United, he got. It was probably his worst one, twenty-eight and sixty-six. Inter first first couple of years, forty-seven in seventy-two. And then he got 10 in 25 this year on loan. So he gets goals. It's just it's just the way I think he's he's conducted himself in certain transfers and when he's makes, been given the stage. It feel like he's a bit of a petulant kid, doesn't it? It's like, um, yes, he's, he's, you're right. He is an enigma. He is a bit of an odd one. I think he uh-huh. should be a bigger player than he is, yeah. I, I think, based on what. When he was Sorry. going from Everton to United and there was all that hype around him, people were comparing him with, you know, who's better out of Kane and, and Lukaku. Like, he, he got to that sort of level of hype. And then, you're right, he kind of went into the background at Man United and then obviously went back to Chelsea for the third time in his career. And now he's still a Chelsea player, but mm. it feels like he's never really had a long stint at Chelsea, even though he's been there three times. The, the the other issue it is, and it's, this isn't his fault, but he's commanded some very high transfer fees. Yeah, and that's, that's always, regardless of which player it is, that's always going to be hovering over them. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, where where do you reckon he's ending up? Do you reckon he's going to have to go back to Chelsea, or do you reckon Juventus are going to get him? Where do we see Lukaku going? I think he'll stay in Italy if he can. But I, I read the Juventus. Transfer was dependent on them getting rid of Vlajevic, I think. Yeah, Vlajevic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think he'll stay there. I, I think coming back to England will be a mistake for him. I think he enjoys it over in Italy. I think he prefers it there. It probably suits him better. Um, so I think coming back... To, that's what I've heard. <laughs> He's a pizza, pizza aficionado. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and I also think, I don't know, mind you, Chelsea under Poch will be a different thing 
I was going to say, but Chelsea definitely, I don't think, is the right right club for him. So I did hear there'll be a domino effect that if Vlaovic leaves, then Lukaku might join uh, Juventus. And then uh, following Allegan, <coughs> might go to Inter. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? There's always a couple of transfers that trigger everything off in, in the summer. And, and it, again, we, it doesn't feel like we've quite had that yet. Not yet. I know we're early on, but... Yeah. Well, you watch West Ham now. West Ham have got 100 million to spend. They're going to go all out. Well, West Ham's interesting because people know they've got money now. Yeah. But yeah. They'll, they'll just inflate player prices. Yeah. And they are in Europe as well. I just... I, I don't know how much of an attractive place it is to go for go for a player. You know, but they realistically they're probably going to be in a relegation fight next year as well. Interesting. So I would say before this season, where they did have a terrible domestic season, I still think West Ham are probably one of the sides that there's that history and a bit of yeah. a, a bit of lure for certain players. Um, yeah. Like I said, now with a uh, hundred hundred million in their pocket, I wonder what they yeah. can do with that. So. Watch that space Time for the, for the hands. Right. Yeah. A few more headlines that we're going to skip through. Um, so into Miami finally unveiled Messi this week, uh, which feels like that signing was done was a few weeks ago. So months ago. when they said it unveiling, I was like, did it, has it just taken him a long time to get over there? Like it's it's, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, Aaron Ramsey's gone back to Cardiff. Yep. Uh, Mike Dean has quit refereeing of VAR, which I think everyone's slightly relieved about. Yes and no. Because he's gone to sports now as a pundit analyst. Oh, is that what he's done? That's where he's uh, going next. So yeah, but you can always mute him on that. You can mute him and put the radio on. Or just yeah. not play it at all. Just don't watch yeah. it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he does does on that, wouldn't it? See, because yeah. he's obviously not a very popular figure in the football world, is it? So it'd be interesting to see what happens next. Well, my my perspective is, I'm I'm a bit biased toward referees, or against them even. Against referees, I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Is when you've seen other referees dissenting, so Peter Walton, as an example, he'll do everything he can to justify the referee's decision, even when it's wrong. Yeah. You can't think, well, actually, what's the point? Yeah. Then on Messi, I think that's going to be as big as Beckham was in the MLS, or if not bigger. I hope so. I, I hope it takes some of the attention away from Saudi and, um, you know, kind of boosts it over in the MLS a bit. So, yeah, I hope that is a success. It's, it's funny, though. We are, we're probably about five, six weeks from Phil Neville managing Lionel Messi. Like, that, that combination <laughs> could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, sorry, just quickly about, you mentioned the Saudi Arabia League. Did you see that? See, I said yesterday that now... Steven Gerrard is the second highest paid manager in the world. Uh, absurd. That's uh, how you can fail so much at a job and become the second best paid in the in the world. Who's top then? I see it's Guardiola. Yeah, Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I see it's Guardiola. But yes, Gerrard now second, so he's doing all right for himself. Yeah. Yeah, frustrating, isn't it? I saw a clip of him in training. Um, yes, in it was league. worse than the Tony <laughs> Adams one in Spain. Do you remember that one? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I'm not sure the Scouse English accent is going to work very well, but we'll we're, we're see what happens. I'm just, I'm just trying to work out what he was actually trying to do in that training exercise. Yeah, I don't... yeah it's funny. 
Right, so um, was there anything else? And, and the big thing, obviously, David, you said you, we'll touch upon this more next week is the Women's World Cup starts next week. Um, England kick off their campaign on Saturday. Um, do you guys know who's in the England's group? Bit of a general knowledge test there. Is this the, the quiz? Is this the real quiz? This is a real quiz. This is the one where I'll put you on the spot. No idea. No idea, That's Dan? I, I've got one team, but I can't remember if they're in England or Italy's group because I was actually looking at it. But no, I think it's, South it's, Africa, it is, I think, is in it Italy's is hard. One. It is hard when you've got a portfolio of teams that you need to follow. It's, it's, it's more to remember. I've got South Africa in my head, but I think they might be in Italy's group. Yeah, they are. Uh, more yeah, like they're, 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 not, they're not in England's group. All right, so, yeah. uh, we, Hang on, so got, you ask a question, you don't, do you know the answer? I know the answer. I'm about to tell you the answer. <laughs> I, I, it's just I don't know who's in Italy's group. He's about um, to read us the answer, Dave. I think that yeah, should have said, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, China, Denmark, and Haiti. 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 Um, yeah, Haiti. And I think we open up against Haiti on Saturday morning. Okay, what, what time's kickoff? Half 10. Where can we watch it? Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> Feels like we're leading to an advert, like we should say you should be able to watch it with us. but um, You'll be able to find out what happened right here next week. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I thought that was quite a lot of good information there. It's like, not uh, enough for Dave. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, feel like I was continually going to get asked questions. So I didn't know. Make it up for last week. Yeah, yeah, true. Right, so um, next section. What's time? So next section, um, just wanted to talk about some weird leagues around football. So the reason being is I found this quite interesting a few weeks ago where we talked about what happened in Belgium. Um, with uh, when they look, kind of lock off the top four teams, then they play extra games to kind of decide the, the league table. Um, so I looked at some other odd leagues um, around the world, and there's some quite famous ones. Um, so we we start off with the MLS. Do either of you two know the details of how the MLS works? Yes. Do you do you want to talk it through, Dave? Well, the funny thing is, I actually. I was intending to do it as a feature for when I hosted. So I've actually got, uh, I've got a full two-page long document about how it all works, the playoff system, and the changes that have been made because they keep on changing and tweaking their league yeah. as well. Yeah. So if, you were to do it in, if you were to do it in 30 seconds. It's not possible <laughs> in 30 seconds. <laughs> give us give us some headlines or do you, or do you want me to do it? No, you, you carry on. Your feature, your show. Yep, so the MLS uh, consists of teams um, across uh, the US and Canada. I think it's about three teams from Canada with uh, the rest in the US. Yeah, it's three teams. Um, They operate on two geographical, what they call conferences. Um, So they have an East and a West division. Um, And there's about 10 sides uh, competing each. I think one of them might have one more team than the other. Yeah, there's an odd number. Yeah, there's an odd number. Um, so each team plays 24 matches against teams in their conference, so one game home and away. And then I think they play eight games against teams from the other conference. I think so. I think it's split into divisions, isn't it? Yeah, so each team plays 24 matches against teams in their conference as well as one game against each each of the teams in the other conference. Um, so, the, so the regular season runs between March and October, uh, before the two tables are then combined to determine the winner of the Supporters' Shield, which is awarded to the, the group. So they play separately all season uh, with some overlap in between the two leagues. And then at the end of the season, they merge the two leagues together uh, and they give the Supporters' Shield, which is awarded to the team with the highest point total. However, 
the supporter shield isn't the main prize. The one that every team wants to get their hands on is the MLS Cup, which is competed for once the regular season comes to an end. So from that merge, no, the top six <laughs> teams from each conference then go into a knockout tournament to then determine the MLS Cup. So there's no... Confusing. It's confusing, yeah. So there's no relegation. It's just the, these two divisions. Um, and obviously into Miami, who obviously um, Lionel Messi's just gone to, actually, I think, finished bottom in, in yeah. one of those conferences last season. Yeah, they did. I guess um, I guess in a league where you haven't got relegation or promotion, maybe it's that spark you need to, to keep things fresh, maybe, or interesting. Yeah, I think so. Plus, I suppose what we probably don't appreciate over here, as we do over there, is the distance they have to travel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very yeah, true. I think, I, think, I think that's why they've done it, the Eastern and Western uh, divide, haven't they? With just yeah, the and- odd travel across the border. Even east and west, if you look at the, the east, it's a huge, huge distance to travel. If you go from north to south. Yeah. I guess it's, you know, when we talk about playing in Europe and Champions League, and it's just the equivalent of that, isn't it? If we have a you know a fixture in east, east of Europe, we think we need about three, four days break before we play the next game. And that's what we're doing for their league all the time. Yep. Um, so it's the equivalent. Um, and it's, I also found it's very... Let's use the word Americanized with how the playoffs work and um, yeah. have that you know that big end of season finale uh, with, with a with a brand new tournament. Yeah. They they also do the draft as well. So equivalent to the NBA or NFL draft, they have an MLS draft. Oh, do they? Is that oh, yeah. does that work in the same way of taking people from college football? Yep, okay. yes, indeed. So I think um, so one of the more famous players, Jack Harrison, who. I think he was playing at Leeds. He might have left Leeds now. So he was there last season, but he went through the MLS. I think he might have been top pick in one of the seasons. Okay. Yeah, so it's just very different, isn't it? Um, but I guess the end of season tournament makes it a, an exciting finale as well. Um, but I'm assuming they don't have the also don't have the equivalent of like a Champions League or Europa Cup to kind of qualify for. So it is just... They do. They, 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 do, they a, do, okay. Yeah, I think it's the, the CONCACAF Champions League. Okay. And I believe it was LA Galaxy were runners up to, I think it's SC Leon of Mexico. Wow. Okay. Cool. Thank you for that insight, Dave. I, I, didn't, I didn't know about <laughs> that. Um, so, but- Sorry, one more thing, Dan. Speaking of sort of American teams, uh, River Plate just won the Argentinian Argentina League. Argentinian, oh, okay. even. Just thought I'd yeah. share that since we're on the same similar continent. Here we are indeed. Um, the next odd league that I found was called the Dutch Erste. This is brilliant, D- this one. Divisi- I know this one Divisi- as well, yeah. So this is the second tier of the Dutch football league system. Um, and this is... When when I read this, I was like, someone at you know beginning of all of this sat down and thought this was a good idea and this will work. So just to explain is that, how- Sorry, is that crazy? That didn't even feature in like... Asked how we when you joined my podcast to talk about how we would change football. We had some crazy ideas in that, but this, you know, this yeah. wouldn't have even got anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah. So, so to kind of explain what we're talking about, so the actual league system for the, the Dutch second division is fairly normal. Um, I think there's a uh, twenty teams and they all play each other twice. Uh, but it's when they get to the playoffs and who gets promoted to the top division is where it becomes a, a bit odd. <laughs> 
So the top first place is guaranteed promotion to the top flight. Um, and then they do a knockout playoff phase for the other two teams that, that, that get promoted into the top league. Now, to decide who goes into that playoffs, they have these really random sets of inclusions. Um, so what they do is they take the team with the best record after the first nine matches and put them in the playoffs. Then they take the best team with the best record between 10th and 18th, 10, 10 and 18 league games and put them in the playoff. Do the same for 19 and 27 and then 28 and 38. So they essentially split their league into four of the four periods of the season and then take the top team of those those mini leagues and then put them into the playoff. Um, so you can get a position. So I think in 2014, they had a situation where Sparta Rotterdam, who obviously had a good portion of the season, they ended up finished 16th, but they actually made the playoffs um, and were able to, to fight for promotion. Um, and then they take the top, the bottom two teams from the club, the, the Dutch first division um, and put them in the playoffs to fight off with their, to fight for their safety. Um, and then they do two mini tournaments to determine who the last two two teams are that qualify. Does that just about cover it, Dan, or do you think there was, there's think, more to it? No, I think so. It's just so so confusing, isn't it? And 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 like you said, um, the bits where it's how they perform in certain periods of of the season as well. It's it's just um, yeah, it's just bizarre. But yeah, no, I what, think that about sums what, it up. Yeah. What I haven't seen is what happens if it's the same team that tops two portions of the season. I assume it just goes down to a second place, but I didn't kind of see that. But it is just kind of a weird way of weird way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. So that is the Dutch second division. The next one is um, on the going a bit small scale is the Isles of Scilly. Um, football league that's spelled S-C-I-L-L-Y um, and it's just this this division is made up of just two teams and they are the whole uh, where are they sorry the Garrison Gunners versus the Wolfpack Wanderers which feels very Arsenal themed doesn't it both both those teams feel like they've got like Arsenal mentions in them yeah. um, and th- these two sides play each other every Sunday over the course of a season playing a total of 17 games throughout as there is just one football pitch, so every game is a home match. But despite playing those, t- the two sides play each other seventeen times. They then have two annual cup conversation uh, competitions, which have a wholesalers cup and a four direct cup. While the season is also open with the two leagues competed for the charity shield as well. <laughs> so you get to a point where those two teams are playing each other for four different competitions: one of one, one league, one charity shield, and two cups. What I liked about this was the website I saw it, it said, it mentioned the charity shield and it goes, the team selected to compete for the shield are the previous season's league winner versus the previous season's cup winner. And if the same side won both the league and the cup, then the runner-up qualifies. As I'm sure you guessed it, this is always the Garrison Gunners versus the Wolfpack Wanderers. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh... It's bizarre, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. obviously you know yeah. they're on an island, and there's only two teams. I think I read some of they started off with four teams, but the two teams have had to fold. Uh, but it's been like this for for quite a while. So you could say they uh, create the breakaway league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, ours of Sicily sort of uh, Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, so that's Garrison Gunners and Wolfpack Wanderers. I wonder if any, either of them are dominant as well. I, I don't know that information of whether it's the same team that wins it every year. <laughs> Did I read they switch players round as well? Yeah, I think they transfer to each other as well. I was going to say, there's so, probably only so many places they can go to, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, so that is the Isles of Silly. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the right way of pronouncing it, but I, I was a silly yeah. Yeah. Uh, league. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've got one quick one. Go on, so you I'm, go for it. Really quick one. It's in Greenland. Um, apparently, because of the lack of daylight they have, there's um, they their entire season is squeezed into one week. But it's only six teams. Um, so I've got it here. Once a year, six teams from around the country meet in in a, in the town of Sisimut. They play a condensed six-day tournament to ascertain the champions. All the games are played on a single pitch and are broadcast on their TV network. So, yeah, you've got an entire season in one ground in one week. Wow. Nice. It's weird, isn't it? We, we take for granted, don't we, that we live in a country that is fairly yeah. normal with things like daylight, weather, um, fixtures. Then you go to these like edge case scenarios, it's, it's quite fascinating to learn. But you know what is brilliant about what you've said and, and that one here is that there are places that are still enjoying football, even if they've only got two teams in there or if they've only got enough teams and, and they're forced to do it in a week, they're still enjoying a football uh, competition. Yeah, imagine in that I was a silly one where if you if you have a manager and you had a player that just wasn't performing, you could just sell them to your rivals, couldn't you? Like that's <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only move to to take them away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you find if you go to some of those matches, there's a, quite a good community feel about it, though. Um, yeah, you hope a so. More, <laughs> a bit more of an event. Okay, so now we will go on to the quiz. Oh, no. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Um, before, we, before we do more headlines, have you got any more headlines? You got any more? I'm sure we can fill the next 20 minutes or so. We'll be, we'll be fine, don't worry. Oh, I'm just um, worried. Um, well, especially if Dave can win quizzes when he's not even on the call, <laughs> yeah. not even on the meeting. It's, uh, yeah. Even dangerous. So this week... Um, it is top goal scorers for each club. And when I say top goal scorers, I mean top premiership goal scorers uh, for, for each club. This is taken from premiership teams, as in last season, not not the season that's just about to come. So I'm going to give you... Actually, I, I say I'm going to give you a number. I'm not because I haven't ordered it outside of alphabetically. So I've just asked... Um, my computer to randomly order the numbers and I'm just going to give them to you in the order that they've just come up on my screen. So just for last season, not for the club as a whole? No, for the club as a whole. All time? No, all yeah, time. The, right, 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 right. Yeah, it, it's just, it's going to be on the premiership clubs, which were a premiership club last Sorry, year. Sorry, right, okay, okay. Um, Tough. Makes sense. So premiership all-time goal scorers by club. So... Who wants to go first? Can I pick my club? No, if you go first. <laughs> or is it a number? Uh, I, 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 no, I'm going to give you... I just need to go who goes first. I'm going to give you the club. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because I haven't... I haven't. My list is alphabetical order, which will be too easy because you'll just go, oh, I've won, oh, I've Arsenal. Um, 
So I've just uh, reordered it. So it, it's given me a random order. So I'm just going to give you one each. You're not going to okay. pick a number. So Dave, you going first? I think so. Yeah, go, yeah. Since I lost one last week, I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> so today, if you've got an easy one to start with, it's uh, Manchester City. So this is uh, Premier League all time, is it? Premier League all time for, for, and they have to have scored goals for Manchester City. Um, it's it's not for. So if they scored goals for West Ham, for example, then it doesn't count. Doesn't count, no. Okay. Uh, Manchester City Aguero Aguero, correct uh, so Aguero scored the only it? thing about this right is it's, it's in Dan's you know Dan could give me all the obscure ones and I, I feel this there's I've, a bit of I've rigging asked, going on but so. I've asked my computer to randomly order it and it's, it's going to be a bit like a lottery so I apologise that you felt Dave's we'll got an easy, we'll, we'll easy see. first one no no I'm not saying you got easy I'm just saying I feel like you know, anyway we'll see if I win or not he's, def- he's definitely got an easier one than you've got so your one is Bournemouth I know this one I don't know no I don't know Dave any idea oh I think it's Josh King it is Josh King yeah I think it might be Norwegian as well Right, Dave, you have got West Ham. That's tough. I don't think they've got prolific goal scorers. Canio. They've been relegated for a while as well. They went down. Antonio. It is Antonio. <laughs> um, I thought you were going. I thought you did think you were going to go to Canio. I think that's who I would have gone for if I didn't. I don't think he was there that long. I think that's no, that maybe not. Um, Dan P, you have got Chelsea. I see. And is this? Did we say this is just Premier goals, right? Is it Premier, Premier League goals for Chelsea. Football doesn't exist before the Premier League, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two players in my head. Right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pick one and then I'm going to go with the other one because I know the first one I'll pick will be the <laughs> wrong one. So to me, I'm going to say Drogba, which means I'm going to go for Lampard. Right somehow, somehow <laughs> that logic's worked. <laughs> you got the correct answer. Oh, I do. If I've got two, if I've only got one, I'll go for it. But if I've got two, the first one I pick will be wrong. It's always the way. Here's a lesson for you all: don't go with your gut instinct. Right, yeah. uh, right, Dave. You have got. Um, oh God, sorry, Dan, but Dave, you've got Newcastle. Hmm. has to be hasn't it has to be the greatest Premier League striker of all time Kane never played for Newcastle <laughs> Alan Shearer but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have another one okay <laughs> uh, uh, Dan oh Dan here you go you've got Tottenham oh come on uh, Harry Kane the best striker of all time um, there's only a couple more clubs I actually know so I'm a striker <laughs> I'm going to strike right Dave you've got You've got a tough one, but it's actually got two answers because there's two players tied. 
Um, okay. So you, you have got Brighton. So if, if I get both, do I get two points? I'll get an extra point. No. You just get a bit of glory. I don't know either, so I'm, I'm glad. Well, the, the player I'm going to pick played for, also played for Crystal Palace, Glenn Murray. Yeah, Glenn Murray. Well done. I didn't know that. Well no done. idea who well, the other one is, though. So. Well played. Um, Neil Mopay. Oh, Neil Mopay. Is that yeah, Everton at the moment? Yeah, correct. Um, I can't see the number they finished on. I didn't write that down, but uh, but yeah. So, Dave, you got four out of four, Dan. You need this one to stay in it. So, what was that? So, that was Brighton. Dan, you have Arsenal. Oh, come on. Yeah, something. No, no, it's going to be the other one because <laughs> right wasn't probably. That's, uh, I don't Glenn, Glenn Helder. Uh, no, uh, Jensen, John Jensen. That's not my answer. <laughs> um, no, that's it, Daniel, no, take it. No, it's either it's a Bergkamp or Audrey. Uh, Audrey. Oh, Henri. Yeah, it's Henri. Yeah, it's all time. goal scorer for Arsenal. I thought, yeah, I wonder how much off Bergkamp. Burkhan didn't score many. He's more the creator. Dave, for the win. Dave, for the win, you have Leicester. Leicester? Yeah. It can only be one player, surely. He's having a party as well. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, correct, for five out of five. Well Um, well played, Dave. Well played, Dave. So, just out of interest, some of the other ones. So, Aston Villa, any ideas? And Bonlahor. And Bonlahor, Bournemouth, Joshua King, which you said. Brentford? Tony. Tony, yeah. Uh, Chelsea was Lampard, you said. Crystal Palace? No, me knowing you. Zaha. So, you can always <laughs> sing these answers back at me. Um, um, Everton? Taku. Yeah. Taku. Yep. There you go. Fulham. It's not Mitrovic, is it? No. I was going to say Mitrovic. It, actually, he's another one going to Saudi, actually. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. No, not Mitrovic. No. Saha played for them, but he went to Man United shortly after. Yes, Clint was Demps- it? Clint Dempsey. I was going to say, was it? Oh, yeah. Clint didn't he play for Tottenham as well? He did for a little while. Yeah. Um, I just quite liked him as a player. Um, Leeds. Ooh. Oh. We've got to go Isn't back it? a bit. Premier League. Uh, sorry, did we say this was Premier League or... Premier League, yeah. Premier League. I mean, it's not... No, it wouldn't be Bamford. Got to put a shrimp on a barbie. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> forget when they were in the Premier League, though. That's the thing. Yeah, you forget when they were so in that, and out. Mark, Mark yeah. Viduka. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you didn't get Dave's impression, it was Mark Viduka. Did, we, did we say last week? Or do, isn't he? I think he's Modric's cousin, which I only found out recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I, I didn't realize I that. Yeah. Dan tweeted it out as well. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, was it then? Of course, I saw that. That's maybe where I saw it. Man United, I think, is obvious. Rooney. Yeah. Rooney. Um, Nottingham Forest. No idea. So he only had. T- he only no. Um, no good guess. So uh, Brian Roy with twenty four goals. Wow, so Brian Roy. not very high. Um, Southampton. Southampton. Uh, Legard. 
Well, that's what they called him anyways. Letizia, um, who scored exactly 100 goals, league goals for them. <laughs> He's just stopped. Um, yeah. um, Tottenham, West Ham, we had on Wolves. Any idea? Steve Ball. Who, sorry? Steve Ball. No. That's way that's for Premier League, isn't it? I don't know. That's the main Wolves player, I know. Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez, yeah. Um, so that concludes... Because the, they're in and out of the Premier League as well, Wolves. I'm going to go fact-check some of these after the episode, I'm just saying. Please do. Please do. <laughs> um, no, well done, Dave. That was good. I, I, I got this from a BBC quiz not that long ago. Um, so, so it might I'm be a couple of marks. Checking it. I'm definitely fact-checking yeah. it. <laughs> cool, and that concludes the quiz this week. So well done, Dave, for another win. That's two in a um, drop. Well yeah, done, Dave, Dan, for another runners-up prize. I think that was that was that was close-ish. I think it's just the luck of your draw, <laughs> basically. So luck of my draw, yeah. Oh yeah. God, there was a few. You got Arsenal and Tottenham. Um, is there anything anyone else wants to add before we depart? Just if you're listening, thank you for listening. Make sure you press subscribe. Tell yeah, all your so shout out to Matthias and Marek. If they're listening. Yeah. Uh, thank you all. So we will um, see you next week. Uh, oh, actually, we've got a bonus episode. Do we want to talk about the bonus episode this week? or? Well, we're, we're just finishing signing the papers off. So hopefully we'll be able to announce a bonus episode this week. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Okay, we'll leave it there. Okay. Um, so stay tuned. Um, speak to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Just Football. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at JustFootballPod or contact us through email on JustFootballPod at gmail.com. We'll be back next time with more football talk. Until then, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.